Hello there, my name is Landon, and I am a part of this amazing podcast, which is known as the Barely D&D Podcast. It is a Sword of Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we are going to listen to episode 29 this week, Horror and Hope. But before we do, we are going to go ahead and recap episode 28, Wonder and Worth. We like that alliteration. I think it's called alliteration. Melanie nod yes if it's alliteration. She's giving me the thumbs up. It is alliteration. We love it. Okay, so here's a recap. After leaving the merriment and joy of the Festival of Petals behind, the fungi's continued their conversation with the illustrious Conage at the renowned magic shop known as the Opalescent Tome. There, the party conducted a mix of magic item purchases and conversations about their individually complex relationships with Yalabrin's myriad arrays of magic. Many insights were gained from the expert mind of Miss Conage, and the group began to feel comfortable in the pleasant atmosphere of the imminent answers of the Opalescent Tome. Boz learned more of his strange staff's former owner, as well as the author of the Druidic text from which Conage entrusted him, a figure who turned out to be one and the same. At the same time, Roe waited in one of the shop's private meeting quarters for Conage, while the shop's owner traded with Craig for the acquisition of his Rings of Scorching Ray. It was with the profits of this trade that Craig purchased two new items, better suited to his persona and interests. All of these various interactions were abruptly truncated by Greta's query to Conage about her dragon scale shield, which offered her far more than she had cared to know. This innocuous search for answers had a strange beginning as the shield resisted Conage's attempts to identify it. And when Greta attempted to release the shield for trade, its insidious nature reared its head. Greta was revealed to be cursed by the object from which she had attuned, and the amiable tone of the magic shop soon grew much more grave as Greta's friends and allies searched for a way to free her from the malfeasant magic which has gripped her mind. And with that, let's get into the episode. Kanaje looks at you and she says, Greta, I don't mean to alarm you, but I believe that you are under the influence of a uh, nefarious item. You're probably not entirely in your right mind, but I also want to treat these moments with delicacy. I'm going to try and take the shield from you, if you will allow me. Do you consent to um, my trying to relieve you of this? Damn, in this moment, what is Greta's... Is she still not wanting... Excellent question. Um, could you make another wisdom saving throw for me? I'm going to say this one is not a disadvantage because it's not directly to interact with the shield. 25. Oh my goodness. Um, Greta, you you feel confused and muddled and your necklace feels hot on your chest um, and in your head, you're like, yeah, why, why are you so into the... Things are... Your mind space is muddled. But you think you... I'm not let that be your choice, but you're definitely a little confused. Okay. Oh, and I'm sorry, you made a 25 in your wisdom save? Mm -hmm. So your, your symbol grows hot on your chest, and you feel a voice in your head say, None will bind you, child. Your mind is your own. Okay. I think... <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, can I say that, like, Greta's, like, her whole body has started shaking, like, no matter okay. what's happening in her brain, Kanaje I think. is, her, her, like, demeanor is staying calm, but, um, 
to anyone who's like keen-eyed, which is only Boz in the space now, and Tello, um, she is very faintly tracing symbols with her fingers behind her back. And Morgrim, who has remained very calm, has like leaned forward onto his feet. and He's like mm -hmm. kind of turned back to the space. Tello has put a hand on a dagger and has backed up against a wall. And Boz, you can be doing whatever you want to be doing while this is happening. I think Greta's like, I think just probably like the stress in her mind has just caused her whole body to react shaking violently. Um, I think there's, I think she's probably sweating like a lot. Um, and I think she's going to look right at Kanaje and like her whole body's shaking and he, she's sweating and she's going to say, I don't know what's happening, but I want you take it, take it off if you can. Understood. She snaps and, um, Morgrim's a big dude, but he can move fast. So Morgrim takes like one bounding step forward in the space oh and a hand the size of like your whole torso like reaches out and just grabs your whole body, Greta. Could you make a strength saving throw for me? <laughs> Greta's about to get smushed like a bug. <laughs> Wait, he's not gonna kill her. I'm just kidding. Credit dies. Not again. Fifteen. Not again. <laughs> you made a fifteen? Yeah. It's a high roll for you. Um. I feel like that was what? like insulting. <laughs> no, Greta's not very strong, and that's oh. okay. Oh, oh yeah, I get you. Morgan. Uh, Morgan beats you with a uh, twenty-eight. Uh, let's go, um, Morgan. And uh, let's go, you, Morgan. Give up you, my boy. You feel <laughs> like like a toy in his hand. His hand takes up the space from your like shoulders to just past your waist. It's so big. Anyway, you're lifted off the ground and you, you feel yourself trying to resist, but you're not sure how intact of your body you are. And as he picks you up, he just holds you and he says, I'm sorry, little one, we're gonna get you out. And while he's holding you in one hand, he takes the other hand and he just pries the shield out of your hands. And you feel like your fingernails are digging into the leather, but he pulls it out away from you. Um, could you make another wisdom saving throw for me? That's a unnatural 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Landon's so. face is so funny right now, you guys. <laughs> you guys can't see it. I can't tell. You're going to take four points of psychic damage. <gasps> oh my goodness. Landon is like, not the gape. As the shield is pulled out of your hands, you just hear in your mind. And you feel your head feels hot and your like spine burns down your back a little bit, but it <laughs> comes out of your hand and it boom, 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 falls to the floor. And Morgan just sort of holds you there for a second. And he, his face is full of empathy. I mean, it looks like he's really like it hurts him to do what he's doing. And the moment that you do that, um, Kanaje like whips up her hand really quickly and a bunch of symbols come out. And that that hand, that mage hand <laughs> reaches over and picks up the shield. And as it holds it in the air, um, um, she moves her hand in circular motions and all these glyphs appear and she whispers and she snaps and this this little ethereal chest opens in the air and the shield closes into it in the chest and disappears, disapparates, floating in the air and it's gone. And she takes a deep sigh and then she like sort of shakes for a moment and um, she's going to make a wisdom saving throw. <gasps> oh, shoot. That's high. Okay. <laughs> kind of okay. bad to the bone. Bad, bad. Cast guidance on her. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, <laughs> holy crap, that's high. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, that's like a 20-something. Um, so um, she sort of shakes for a moment, and a little bit of blood comes out of one of her nostrils. And <gasps> Eleven? She wipes, it, she wipes it away for a moment, and she um, she looks up with confidence, and she says, you are free of it? And Morgan drops you, and Greta, you fall to the floor. I mean, he doesn't, like, drop you from yeah. behind, but you fall to the floor, and you're a little shaken, but your mind clears a little bit, and you're you're free of whatever had its hold in your mind. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to sit in a heap on the floor for a little bit. Morgram just sits down directly next to you and puts a hand on your back oh. and he says, I'm sorry to... Uh, oh, thank you, Morgram. Thank you're, you. You're going to be okay. I don't know what happened. I'm, and I'm going to look like crazy at, at, at Boz and at... at Tello looks genuinely concerned and he comes over and he sits down next oh. to you and he goes, I'm sorry, Gortha. What Are happened? You right? What happened? I didn't... We'll I didn't... put the shield away from you. No, I... I... Let's not go to Madame Miskars again. No, I didn't mean for that. I, it's okay. I, I wanted to. Uh, it's alright. I thought I, I thought if I didn't, I thought if I stayed away from from things that were magical, I thought that I could avoid them. But I didn't. I mean, I didn't know that. I didn't know what that could do to it's me. Okay. How, how do I? How do I stay away from those things like Greta, that if Greta, I don't even know? Greta, you're okay. But I don't. You're okay. We're with you. Mm. And he just sits down quietly next to you. And holds one of your hands. Um, Makanaje is like breathing deeply. And uh, she looks up at Boz. And she says, um, You bought that at Madame Miskors. Yeah, we got that at Madame Miskors. All right. Well, so long as you have had no other interactions or situations like this, you should be okay. Uh, the heart came from Madame Miskors, too. I imagine that they separate. Um, the um, red lightning business you described. Pay attention to that. Make sure that there's not anything else like that involved in your your time adventuring. I had a dream about red lightning. When she I takes. Got this she staff. steps halfway away and she just <laughs> freezes and she turns back to you with a really serious face. Right before I got this staff, I had a vision that it overtook my family. She turns back very seriously toward you. In your homeland? Yeah. Morgan, watch over them for a moment. I will be back. And Morgan just nods solemnly. And she just puts one hand on your shoulder and squeezes it. She walks away, Boz, and she walks behind the curtain. So, we're quirky and different in the worst way, you guys. Uh, <laughs> we're step away from that scene for a moment. And um, uh, Kanaje is going to um, uh, pass behind the red curtain. Um, she walks down a uh, tall, long hallway with a series of archways to its left. Um, the opalescent tome has other rooms in it. Um, we each have different sections. And also, Craig and Ro, you would have noticed when you walked through this hallway for the first time, like a weird number of rooms. Like they don't match up with the space of the building, but um, she turns hall of holding. She turns immediately <laughs> inside. She turns immediately into the first room to her left, and uh, I will describe the space that you guys have been in for some room. It's about a ten foot square room. Uh, no, twelve. And um, there is a bookcase on one wall with a series of fine leather bound texts. There are three um, fine leather chairs. One is a whole um, uh, love seat. 
and then two others are individual standing, uh, well leather bound chairs that have fine edging to them, um, like gold studs in the mahogany wood. It's extremely nice. Um, there's an ottoman in front of one of similar make, and there's a small coffee table in front of that in the center. Um, and there's a table in one side of the room, like a study desk table. Um, you know, the ones that like it's a desk and then it leads up into a bookcase. Um, and there's an opalescent window that faces out into the street, but you can't quite see out of it. Also, you don't remember there being a window there on the outside of the building, but there is one on that side of the room. And um, there is a, a glass case on one side full of fine wines and spirits and glasses next to it. And um, Ro, you've been in there for some time with a bottle of Chardonnay. <laughs> um, and Craig, you walk in uh, with Ro drinking the Chardonnay. So we're going to backtrack a little bit in time and then um, Panajay will walk in in a moment. Can I say that uh, since, like, after being in there for, like, like how long is this a been while going on? a while so like after like i don't know like five or ten minutes can ro go look at the bookshelf yes um make a perception check um, well, the nice thing is a DC of five because you're trying to look at something in front of you. Yeah. Um, so you pass. Um, it's a series of books. Many of them are unlabeled. Um, and also, what languages do you speak, Yigenro? Uh I speak common and giant. Most of them are in titles you cannot read. Um, but a number of them that are in common uh, have titles that reflect different arcane studies. Some of them are in schools of evocation, others on conjuration, others on illusion or enchantment, a lot of different stuff. Okay. I don't think anything catches her. I think she's just kind also of trying to pass. Also, one's called Big No-No Secrets for Row. <laughs> she picks up that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's just kind of looking at him, passing the time. Okay. At some point, Craig walks up. I feel like... How long were we in that room? Just curious. <laughs> um, 20, 30 minutes. Bro, you've been waiting for a bit. Probably had a whole class. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say that... Craig was to the point where he was laying on his back on the floor, just like looking up at the ceiling <laughs> and going, what is funny? <laughs> wait, um, are you doing this in the room that wait, Rose you Yeah. Came okay, in so Craig down? walked in, said nothing, and then laid on his back on the floor and looked at the ceiling oh, and wondered about funny. What, um, well, why are you asking about Bro, things that are funny? Do you ever feel like maybe you're just not meaning Do you ever feel like funny? a plastic bag in the wind? Oh! Copyright, copyright. Okay. okay. Um, Ro, do you ever feel like maybe you're just not meeting the comedic standard of society? <laughs> Wait, do I stop? Does, for does, you? does Craig have the, the, the tome in his hand? I mean, he has a wadded yeah. up the length of cloth oh, no. in his hand. Wait, I would know what it was because yeah, I looked true. at that's it true, a lot. Yeah. Um, what do you... Craig, mm? um, uh, do you have... What are you doing? So I'm having a little nappy. <laughs> ah, first joke. Okay, please continue. Uh, do you have, is that Nifty's tome of jokes in your hand? Craig, like, almost ironically just, like, raises up, like, just, like... <laughs> your core is burning. <laughs> like I expected, that. like, Dracula no. raising up. <laughs> he just levitates. <laughs> if you rage, no. you technically can, but please but, continue. Um, he looks row and just kind of tilts his head and goes, no, it's toilet paper. Can I do a? I mean, no. Uh, you know that it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's Nifty's jokes. Um, 
I don't know. They're not even that funny. I, I've Did you read any of them? You want to read one off? You're baiting me. <laughs> and he points his finger. He's like, I know you're a... Wait, were you trying... Wait, what? Ro no, what? Ro oh my gosh, Wait, Jackie, no, were you trying to get him to read a joke and like... I don't cast, know. Like, I to, have no idea what you're talking about. You're the one that came in there talking about funny stuff. Okay. <laughs> I do not. Because I was saying, if you were... What? If you're wanting some kind of outcome of like... Me to say a, a joke and a joke? like... Huh? Do you read a joke? I was going to say good project persuasion. But anyways... <laughs> um... Wait a minute. What? What's happening, Craig? What's I happening? don't know. I don't hey, know. Follow-up question. Are you doing anything? <laughs> I'm gonna look what at Craig. What is the consequence if I read if I read out a joke? I mean, you don't have to cast a spell. You're not attuned to, okay. to it yet. <gasps> oh my gosh. I'm gonna read out a joke. I'm not gonna yes. attune to yeah. it. That's what I, Craig, that's what I just asked you. Read out a joke for me. <laughs> Um, I think he has jokes. I pull up a list of jokes. You may make your own if you want to. No, they're not funny. Yeah, okay. I, in yeah, real life, need to be funnier. Neither are the ones in the tome. I'm gonna. I'm are there any dad jokes? That's all they are. Yes. So I'm sorry. We'll say this is it. And in the future, feel free to come with your own dad jokes. But one of the ones that Craig reads off is after unsuccessful harvest. Why did the farmer decide to try a career in music? Because he had a ton of sick beats. Dwight. I was thinking that. Dwight. So Craig reads this off and goes, "This isn't even peak humor." This is so mid. Craig, inspiration. This is mid for real. Also, remember that you have a pen in your hand. Leaning gets me landed on Twitter. This is so mid. Yeah, I am. This is even peak Do you read another one? Yes. Craig says, what do you call an... This says Frenchman, but I'm going to say, what do you call an Incinian man wearing sandals? Felipe Flop. I'm going to say that Ro has like... Mm, Ro has a little bit left of the Chardonnay in the glass and she just like downs it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice Chardonnay. It's a really nice Chardonnay. Craig like kind of starts to like melt on back to the floor, you know? Okay. It's at this just time kind of... that curtain parts and kind of she walks down the room and she says, she looks slightly shaken and serious. And she walks in and she says, um, your friend Greta was attuned to a cursed magic item with very serious consequences. We have pulled the item away from her, but she is a bit shaken up. I want to make sure that I can have the conversation with you, Raina, but based on something your friend Boz said, I think maybe we need to have a more serious one. Um. Um, but would you like to have your conversation first? And also, hello, Craig, I did not invite <laughs> you back here into this room. <laughs> Ro is back here. She mentioned Please Chardonnay. Please do not walk into the private quarters I'm of this so shop sorry. without permission. I'm sorry. It's all right. Please do, do not. Do you want me to leave? Um, yes. Oh. I mean no intent. No. I mean nothing rude. Okay, I'll go comfort Greta. And Thank you. Some comforts, Greta. Yep. Okay. Craig gets up and leaves. Um, what magic item? Her shield. Her dragon scale shield. I honestly don't know if Rose ever actually seen it. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Rose ever like seen it. So. Would you still like to have your conversation right now? Um. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of. Uh, Would you like to uh, come back tomorrow and talk? Oh uh, yeah, we can do that. Um, I feel like this might be a pressing matter. Um, I apologize if it's um. Your mother is important, and you are important. Mm, let's yeah. let's talk tomorrow. 
That sounds really good. Midday, um, I'll, I'll carve out time. Sounds good. Um, Rose sets down the glass and she says... Um, it's wonderful Chardonnay. It, it really was. Thank mm. you very much for that. It's a 3406. 3406. That's older than I am. It's older than I am. Um... Shall we go out there? It's not or? older than you. Um, <laughs> I was like, I thought you were trying to do it. Yes, let's attend. Okay. And as you walk out of the room, she just puts a hand on your shoulder she, real quickly and she says, We will talk tomorrow. No, I I, 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 I 100% believe you. Um, this is definitely more pressing. I, I've only known um, these people for um, almost a few days, I guess, but they mean a lot already. And she walks you back out of the central room. Um, central room. Griete. Griete. Uh, Ro and Kanaje rejoin. What's everybody doing in the central room? Um, I'd say that Craig is beside Greta, kind of just. Would you let him hold you or like be close to you? Probably not. <laughs> I feel like Greta. Has, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like Greta has. Um, wrapped herself up in the cloak of holding, mm. and um, oh, that's so fitting. Yeah. <laughs> As you put it around your shoulders, you accidentally attune to it, sitting there for a while, and it like magically shrinks in size to fit you. <gasps> can it still be like? It could be a little big. Okay, I think they. But it's, a... it's not like a dress on you. Okay. Yeah. Um, kind of looks a lot like the one in the artwork. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say row. Um goes over towards uh I guess she kind of stays close to Conage, but also like I don't well You can stand like, in between two people. Yeah, I guess let's go over to like the boss and tell like maybe she doesn't I'm stand standing as next close to Greta. To Greta. Okay. okay, so maybe so she just the stays whole with room's in a small tight circle around <laughs> Greta. Um Conage's giving you a little bit of space. And um uh if unless anyone else has any other specific role playing, she turns back to you, Boz, and she says a dream about lightning. Yes. Um, do you feel comfortable sharing this here? Yeah, I, I do. I do. Um, I dreamed that there was a, a massive wall of clouds, of red, red clouds and red lightning that was uh, very quickly approaching my sister who was standing on the banks of a pool. And I tried my best to get over to her, but it overtook me and I, I fell into another, another vision. But um, Was this from... The one who gave you the staff. Yes. Later, when we were in Port Resplendison, we engaged in combat with Dolgoth. And to escape from him, I used the staff to summon a mirage of the same clouds. And I heard I heard a I heard a growl in my head, and I could tell that Dolgoth was afraid for a moment. Thirty-four eighty-eight is the year. Okay, this hasn't been an exciting year for me. No. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? Like, what does this all mean? Yeah. What does that? What do you mean? This is the year. Um. Nothing too ominous. Ominous. <laughs> um. Only that. Um. I am really having a year of it. Um. Sorry. That is very bad. Um. Could you all excuse me while I go make a call real quickly? Okay. Uh, I'll yeah, be right sure. back. Sure. Um, 
I look at, I'm like glancing at Morgrim, like, like, I don't know, like, Morgan's, is, just, we, it's Morgan's a, just giving you a calm, confident nod. And okay. as she steps away for a moment, she turns back towards you all and she says, You can trust me, Buzz. Okay. I trust you. And she walks back into the hallway behind a curtain. Um, and as she's walking away, make an arcana check, bro. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's not the highest DC because you have the spell. But 12. That's sufficient. So you see her working through the components and whispering incantations uh, as she like moves with her hands um, behind the curtain for a spell you know that can communicate with people. Um, and as she steps behind the curtain, um, there's like silence for a little bit. And uh, uh, Morgan just is sitting there in the room with you all and he says, this has been a lot today, but you can trust me, Jay. You're in the right place. Um, it's just quiet and awkward for a little bit. And um, then you guys hear from down the hallway somewhere. And there's like a flash of noise and a little bit of light comes from behind the curtain. And there is a pause. Um, the curtain pauses or moves apart again. <laughs> and <laughs> the curtain moves apart again. And... Um, Two individuals walk out from behind it. Um, Kanaje walks <laughs> so back. Kanaje walks back into the central room, and another woman comes out walking with her. Um, she is also Elvin. Um, she is about Kanaje's height. Um, actually, she's equal height with Kanaje, but she is not wearing lifted heels, and she's about got about an inch on her. Um, you guys have seen Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Um, yes. You know, you know, um, uh, Arwen. The pretty one with the dark hair. Yeah, I am so all pale pretty. skin. Okay. Wait, Steven Tyler's daughter? Steven Tyler's daughter. <laughs> whose name? Faye Tyler? I don't know. I don't remember her name. Um, she uh, also she is a person. This woman looks like her. Um, she has long, dark black hair. Actually, I have an even better comparison. Um, scratch that comparison. You know Lady Galadriel from Lord of the Rings. Mm. Her, but slightly taller features, so a little bit more like the Arwen actress, and long dark hair. Mm. So I feel like I've really muddied the waters. She's got tall, pretty tall elf lady. She's a very, she's a very beautiful um, elf lady with um, like almost kind of milky skin. Um, it's very pale. She has tall features. Um, she has um, a uh, a striking nose, but not a not a large one. It, it's it's thin but well pronounced. Um, she has a, a soft chin. Um, there is an ever so slight rose tint to her cheeks. She has light blue eyes, very dark black straight hair that falls around her shoulders. She's wearing a completely white robe with gold trim. She has a series of, she has two silver rings on her fingers here, which are studded with different gems. Um, she walks in the room with a very calm presence. And um, at the edge of her robe, uh, around the bottom right, like sort of length of where the front part of the robe comes forward, there's a symbol emblazoned upon it. It is a symbol of a hand and the hand has, um, uh, it's like an outline of a hand. And in the center of, of the hand is a little, so it's a golden hand in the edge of the robe. And there's a little white flame of fire in the middle of it. And there is a gem drawn in four of the five fingers. One here, one here, one here, one here, and not one on the pinky. And she walks calmly into the room. And she says, um, or Kanaje walks in and she gestures toward her and she says, Everyone, I'm sorry to pull you all into the deep end, but um, this is an important matter. Um, this is Alondra. And the woman walks forward and she uh, smiles toward you all and she says, Hello and good afternoon. 
I am Alondra. I hear that you all have gotten yourself into a bit of a mess. That's an understatement. <laughs> what are Bro you all doing? does not say that. <laughs> I feel like Greta stood up off the ground. Okay. Um, I'm going to look at Alondra and I'm going to say, uh, obviously we're still very stressed out and say, uh, I don't, I don't know how, but I, I, I got in trouble with the dragon scale. Miss, um, Conache briefed me. Mm. I'm sorry, little one. Before I continue, um, we are about to have a very important conversation in this room. And I want to make sure that, um, do you all work for anyone? Mm-hmm. Who for? I, I think about the orb and I, I pull it to my hand. <laughs> so Boz holds out his hand and her orb appears in it. Her eyes widen and she goes, okay, we're about to have two very important conversations. Is there anyone else for whom you all work? Um, Le uh, no. We're loosely connected with La Pomavir, but right other than that, no. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Are you all sworn uh, fealty to them? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I've got them? some brandings. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. So you simply have taken a contract uh, from them, correct? Yeah. Excellent. Um, um, I don't, I don't work for anyone and not to, um, throw anything else into the mix here but no, no, please let's go while we're being that. honest um <laughs> i don't know i guess connor j briefed you on the whole us fighting dog or thing i did um, hear i might i might have have um played a song about him at the at the three roses about um oh uh, i don't know a few hours ago <laughs> Uh, Kanaje just face popped. <laughs> uh, like for then, a moment, and then she regains her composure well, and takes and a deep then, breath. Then we ran into. Alondra looks we, we were, slightly. We ran into Viscuit. <clears throat> right All after. Right. <laughs> all right. No problem. We're problematic. Who are you all? <laughs> we're the fun guys. <laughs> we're the fun guys. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> 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 Um, she gets a slight <laughs> smile on her face and nods. <laughs> All right. Um, Tello, don't you work for someone? Um, Tello nods and he waves a hand kind of sheepishly. You know, Tello doesn't break composure a lot, but he goes, Hello, I'm Tello and Dar. I work for Counts. Uh, no weed. She nods. Okay. Um, all right. A normal job. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you all, uh, the fun guys and she points around to you tello just kind of drops his shoulder takes like takes a deep breath and goes yes i am also a fun guy <laughs> and yeah, yeah, right. uh she just sighs momentarily and she says she turns to kanaje um and she says something to her in uncinian um uh no one understands but tello is a vague look of recognition, but sort of looks away as though he can't understand. Um, and uh, Kanaje says something back in Insidian. Alondra nods and she says, All right. Well, um, would you all mind filling me in on any information that you find terribly pertinent right off the bat? Also, hello, excuse me. I am Alondra. I'm about to tell you all something extremely secret. Um, and you all appear to be wrapped up in some very serious issues, so 
whatever your life has been up to this point, um, and based on the circumstances you all are in, I'm sure you're a bit acquainted with having your worlds turned over a bit. So, um, I'm going through a divorce right now. So, <laughs> very sorry. That is, that is very hard. I'm We're actually not divorced, but it's just we're not oh. separated. I'm actually single, so <laughs> I, uh, I don't say that. I'm just kidding. I'm just. Kidding. I'm pretty sure you said that. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, I'm not gonna oh, say that. This so she she just smiles at you and says, "I'm, I'm flattered." Um, <laughs> I uh, um, I'm sorry about that, Craig. I know some very skilled mediators. If you ever need anyone, um. Well, um, I'm going to provide you all with some additionally important information. Um, so, uh, what I'm about to tell you is very secret, um, but you guys are already at uh, appears in some hot water, so uh. um, never <laughs> repeat any of what I'm about to tell you to anyone. Please. I don't mean that as a threat, but also don't, um, don't repeat this to anyone. Um, my name is Alondra, and I am a member of the Manabus Arcanum. We are an organization of mages and sorcerers who look over the world. Um, we occupy no position of technical authority, um, but we act as ambassadors between arbitration of serious issues. Um, we keep track of magical occurrences around the world, and um, it is our responsibility to look after things rather impartially if we can um miss j is a trusted uh, constituent of ours and every once in a while when adventuring parties really step in something sometimes we meet each other um it is wonderful to meet you all and i'm sorry that it's under these conditions um what conditions what's... i don't i don't think i understand um well i will elucidate those there's a um, those discrepancies, but <laughs> let's start with that orb in your hand. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we found out like yesterday. His name is Orb, um, but he's a brother. He turns and nods knowingly to you. Yes. Um, you all are among a handful of individuals in the entire world who know that name. I would keep it to yourselves. Okay. If Tello didn't know, now he does. Okay. Yeah, this now is what does. I wanted to tell you, Tello. Tello, Tello sort of raises a hand sheepishly and he says, would anyone like me to leave the room? And um, not Alondra just kind of cuts everyone off and looks at him and goes, have you all been, have you been a part of a number of these journeys? And he goes, uh, yes. And she goes, stay. And he nods. Then she pauses. She looks at him for a moment. She says, actually one moment. She raises her hands. She traces her fingers, mutters something in the air and the room gets this like this wave of white light and as it waves over you guys it's cool to the touch you got like everybody in the room kind of startles for a second i guess except morgram and kanaje look unflabbergasted and um she looks right at tello and she goes all right so you may stay um and please do uh do you all know what that orb is for um the ocean well Correct. Did you say where it's from or where, what, what it's it is been? for? Has um, that been explained to you by this Bralokekis? Well, he, he, he told us it was us. one of his eyes. That is correct. Um, oh, wow, he's really been honest with you all. 
I cast identify on I'm him. I'm doing Kanji's voice. <laughs> He's been very honest with you all. I, I cast identify on him um, a few and days ago. he allowed ago. it to work. I think he kind of allowed me to know some things that... And her eyes uh, He was friends with my mom, I think. Your green bottle's daughter. Oh, yes. She looks at your loot. I knew her. Really? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Ro gets kind of a quizzical look on her face and says, um, thank you. Well, maybe you all are entirely abreast on the owned situation. Um, um, yes. Ro pipes up and Ro says, um, he said something about, um, he said something about, um, an obsidian dragon, the hate king. Yes, and be careful where you say that name. Well, she looks at Boz and his staff, holding the orb, which looks all around the rest of you all. It is just the year, isn't it? And she looks at Kanaje and Kanaje nods, and she says, I guess we have two groups to watch now. Um, you all seem to have really stumbled into something, and one way or another, the world seems to be changing. Um, you are a part of something quite large now. And I don't mean to be ominous, but I'm glad for all of the incredible things you all will see, and I'm sorry for what you all will walk into. But, um, and she looks at Kanaje and nods, and Kanaje walks around from you all, and she begins whispering incantations and holding up her hands, and the windows of the, uh, of the opalescent tome begin to like, they look like they kind of like crystallize a little bit and they grow harder to see into. And the door goes and like, sounds like it magically locks and the window, the bay window on the other side, like sort of like obfuscates over and Kanaje just goes and sits down next to Morgrim on, on the little sill sitting place he has. And he sits back up against the wall and the whole place feels like it grows more secure all of a sudden. And Kanaje says, um, you all are, now a part of the fight for this world. Um, and <laughs> I hope we can trust you. Um, does anyone have any questions about that orb before I talk about that scale? I have a question. Yes, sir. I took my breath away. Should I be <laughs> Barbarians. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Wait, is Kanaje talking or is Alondra? Alondra, am I using Kanaje's voice again? Well, you had said Kanaje says, yeah, so, so I was I'm confused. Yeah, I'm getting real confused. Okay. Alondra's talking. Okay, My bad. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, Alondra continues. Okay. Am I... Well, we agree... Do you, sorry. Am I now, like, connected to something like Greta was connected to something? In regard to having your breath taken away? Yeah, like, look. He doesn't breathe. He just stands still and goes... Dang it. Do you have inspiration, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, she just rolls her eyes and she says, Sir, I don't mean to be rude, but um, please, this is serious. Also, didn't you say you were married? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, does anyone else have any other questions? Um, the old... I, I'm... Is, okay. Oh. Uh, sorry, London. Um, it's a far seed, correct? That is correct. 
Which is like used for communicating, in a way. Quite a few things. Um, mainly it's used for storing power. But we'll get to that in a moment. Well, actually I guess we should get to it now. Has he asked you to do anything with it? Oh. Yeah, we agreed to go and, and take it to... Um, Dean, where did we agree to take it to? The um, ocean. What was that? <laughs> no, the no, the first stop. To the west of the Zedge. First mm-hmm. The wellspring? We have, we have agreed to take it to the wellspring in the west of Zedge. All right, okay. <laughs> wow, all right. Will you all agree to this audibly? Um, Probably yes. pretty bound to that. What happens if we get Me and Craig are. Um, what do you all know about important. the wellsprings? Not much. Not a lot. He, he showed us a lot of things um, like when what? we did identify. Um, like the world. It's kind of a circle. A globe-like. All right. Okay. Um, he also, when I cast Identify and I talked to him, there was some tentacles and stuff and which is something that I had seen before. Right. But he's told you nothing else about the wellspring or any of its um, magic. Oh, he wants us to fill it with our karna and return it to the ocean so he can finish growing. There you go. Um, it said in Rose's voice. Okay. She nods very solemnly. <laughs> um, but he also told us um, he wants to leave Yalaburn and go to his realm. Um, but he can only do that with all of his eyes and I think we have to drop him in somehow for that to happen or maybe with deals that we've made but I'm not I'm not quite keen on that because alright well I've learned something today um are you all familiar with this symbol and she holds her hand in the air and um oh sorry Landon can't see me anymore it's this symbol over here the um boss faints. That's what I felt like um, was happening. Okay. <laughs> he like falls to the floor. I'm just, no, he doesn't. Uh, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Like that's what well, I know. I know. I know. Um, she holds up the symbol of the five rings with the three on the others and the one in the, and the two in the middle. That yeah. was one of the things he yeah. showed us. And so you all, what do you want to know about this symbol? Um, it has to do with the gods who made the world, right? She closes her hand. What are your goals as a group? What are you all trying to do? I just want to keep my home safe. She looks at you, Rilla. Old kept asking me that, and I never had a good answer. I don't mean to be rude with you, Greta, but I'm asking you now. I still don't have an answer. Craig? I want make things right with my family and to make things right with the world uh, with the wars. I want to stop these wars. Um, well, on a small scale, learn more about myself, but I mean, I've seen I've seen bad things happen to a lot of um, places that I love and uh, I'd like to make sure that that stops happening here in Yellowburn as a whole. She looks sort of piercingly at Tello and Tello like kind of flinches for a second. And he goes, um, I've been asked to work with these people. 
and she um she like waves her hands and one of the chairs in the room behind her like pulls out from behind the hallway and out from the curtain and like goes up behind her and she just sits down in it she takes a deep breath and she really seems to be like thinking about something for a second and she says I guess it's coming one way or another I have to learn sometime um that is this is going to happen to you all one way or another so better that the Manibus Arcanum acts ambassadorially toward you all and that we have some sort of a unified understanding um that is the symbol of the maker um we do not know all about him but we know quite a bit and again do not share this information with anyone please for the sake of everyone that you care about that is not a threat that is an honest conversation for your family and for your home and she looks at you when you when she says that buzz and she continues and she says the maker is a prime deity from our understanding we're not sure what he or they or it are but well, that's not entirely forthright we believe that he is um, the entity which formed the gods themselves and to be entirely honest we don't fully understand what that is but he appears to be if he is to be believed an impossibly powerful being um and we believe that he made the world we also have reason to believe that, that there are more gods than we know of but that he keeps them barred from the world at a arm's length and we're not sure why but i'm trying to give you essential information please forgive me I hadn't intended to do this, and I've had to do this twice now this year. So, a long time ago, there was a world before our world. We are not Yalabrin's first occupants. There was a civilization before ours, one much larger and much, much higher achieving. There was a magic in the center of this world. It is all around us, and we believe it to be the source of all magic. We call it the deep magic, and we believe that it is the raw arcana from which all other magic is distilled. We believe that it is primarily sourced from this maker. The cultures who came before us were much larger than we are and we believe that once this world was full of this magic a long time ago with all of the power and achievements that these they weren't named so creatively in history we call them the old ones that what these old ones did is their they achieved quite a bit with their separate kingdoms and nations with this deep magic. And some of them fervently worshipped the Maker. Others were against him. A diverse array of opinions. But 
there became a great disagreement of what to do with this magic, and a conflict broke out. We know it as the Hate Fall. This war raged for quite some time, and though we are not entirely certain how, we believe that it took the lives of practically everyone in this former age. And truly everyone. Um, much of the world's population simply disappeared. Whatever had happened, it was grave. And there was a figure who incited this conflict. His name was Zorgrim. We also believe that dragons were once much more common in Yodabrin than we know them as now. This is ancillary information, but we believe that they and the humanoids such as ourselves and the giants lived all together. Um, and when there was a schism between the dragons, um, this Sorgrim led a number of his forces um, against those who believed that It gets very complicated, and I don't want to tell you all more than you necessarily need to know at this time, because I don't mean to be rude to you all, but... Many have died over the ages to keep this knowledge. I will tell you all what you need to know, and in time, if you all prove yourselves, perhaps we can reaffirm our relationship. Is this Zorgrim, the Hate King? Yes. And again, I caution you more gravely than anything else I've said. Be quite careful where you say that name. He is known as the Hate King, as well as the Obsidian Dragon, as well as the Bloodied One. He was killed in the Hatefall, but he drank of this Akana sufficiently to become more than what we are. It is a complex matter to classify him now, but we believe that he would be more aptly described as a demigod. Or perhaps he has ascended to godhood. It is a complicated thing to discern. As well as seeing how well tied you all are with this old, as you all call him, I think we now understand old's motives better. Thank you for your honesty. Um, Prolegeketh is a being from another realm, about whom we know and understand very little, but... I think he is doing what many others are doing. We believe that Zorgrim has taken his hatefall, his war. We believe that he hated the gods and the maker, that he felt that the world was made cruel, that the gods are responsible for the horrors that the mortal beings brought upon themselves with the power that the gods lent. And we believe that he wages a war on the immortal and the extraplanar. We don't fully understand this yet, and we think that we are gravely behind, but we believe that he is attempting to kill the other deific beings. 
I wouldn't call him an anarchist, but I would say that he is interested in burning down. Well, we don't know what, but everything might be on the table. Um. So I guess you all are caught up in this now. We believe that he is trying to come back. And we don't know what his intentions are, but the last time that he was alive, the world's population disappeared. And from some remnant few, the world began anew. We're not certain all of his intentions yet, but we're trying to stop that. I don't know what you all's role is in this. We'll be honest. This is a frightening time for all of us. And I'm sorry for all that this means in, for you all in your, li in your lives, but I'm going to tell you all something very important right now. She straightens up. She sits very erectly and seriously in her chair, and there is a certain regality to her. She sits up very seriously and she says, This is the most important information that we have found in our time in this world. The lives of everyone who lives in this world hang in the balance. I've been alive to see different generations of adventurers come and go. And I suspect that maybe a hero isn't a real thing. That it's something that we make up for ourselves to try and understand our world. But people who make their lives about more than themselves are real. I have lost loved ones in this conflict in more than one way. It is unfair to ask of you what I ask now, but I'm asking it because I have to. I don't know who you all are, fun guys. And I don't know what each of you all will do. I can't control you. I used to try. So I'm just going to trust you all. I'll be frank with you all. If you all betray us. And. Turn on the people of this world. We will stop you. But if you all stand beside us. The Manibus Arcanum are your allies. And Kanaje pipes up quietly from across the room. And I am your ally. She smiles at you all. And she continues and she says, And perhaps you are not alone. There is another group like you all's. They call themselves the Warriors of the Well. Um... And there are certainly a number among them whom we believe we can trust. I don't know who you all have been, and you won't magically become different people in this moment. But we need you all to be more now. This walk is your own, and no one can walk it for you all. I don't know that all of you all will succeed, and I don't know what success necessarily even means, but... 
We can't let him win. <sighs> Who's... So who does the lightning? Who's growling in my head when I have these visions? That would be the hate king. That's the hate king. He distorted, perverted the deep magic into something. I guess it's not that pure Archon anymore because it has a vessel, but I would... I wouldn't go so far as to call it its own school of magic, but I would call it a branch of magic. If he is a god, then he is the god of hatred. And his power is violence incarnate. And these wonders, these horrid wonders which you have witnessed, are of him. What does that have to do with my home? Well, I don't know what you have told your friends, but Boz, I know your home. I've been there. I personally know the leaders of your culture. That which you know is to be guarded there is... I got it as well. Hmm. And... I imagine that he should mean to destroy it as a symbol of the gods whom he believed betrayed him. But to be entirely honest, Boz, I don't know. This is... This is a bit above all of us. I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that doesn't happen. Then I thank you for that, Boz. The one who held that staff before you. He was a dear friend. And I hope you carry it with as much... with as much heart. Paul said earlier that, um, about when we were fighting Togoth and he said he looked frightened when Balls recreated that storm. Yes. Do the Kefsk know about this? We have been unsure. And Dolgoth is a bit of a wild card. He is subservient to the Emperor, but we don't know. But that is alarming to hear. Very possibly, I need to have a very serious conversation with the other members of my order. I have a question. Yes, and I'm sorry, you said Greta. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you know the hags in Billy? I'm aware of them. Do you know if they work with the hate king or his magic? Let me check something really quickly. I don't like that answer. <laughs> no. No, I know the answer to that question. I'm checking spells real quickly. What do you mean you're checking spells? She kills you. Uh, she kills you. 
It's not funny. Not funny. Power power word word fat joke. Fat joke. We all could be power word killed right now. All of us. Every single one. Literally. Um, uh, all jokes aside, she could kill all of you. But that's not obviously not happening. Um, she looks at you, <laughs> and um, she raises her hands very calmly, and she begins tracing out symbols, and she whispers under her breath. And you hear in your head, Greta, as she casts Sending toward you, very quietly. And her casting is graceful. It's second nature. She's not even thinking. And um, a silver pendant around her neck lights up gently. And she whispers, um, uh, Are you of that ilk? Okay, you nod? Yeah, Greta just nods. Okay. And um, Wait, okay. Yeah. DM, am I of their ilk? I mean, yeah. Swaggin', okay. She finishes tracing her fingers. And she... Um, she addresses you. She has a very calming demeanor and presence. Mm. You can see how she's an ambassador if she claims to be one. And she says, I am aware of them. And... To my knowledge, they are quite opposed to him. Mm. Um, this is This is a complicated world, Greta. Yeah. And I've lived long enough to know that I am no bastion of morality. I'm a person like everyone else. But I would call their intentions quite nefarious. Um, but they are certainly opposed to him. I should imagine for their own survival. Hmm. They are probably the sort of beings which he should wish to see destroyed. Why? Let's have that conversation in time. Like I said, trust. I need to learn who you all and are, and I don't mean to be rude, but it's important. Thank you. Thank you. I have to ask something while while you're here. Um, does this have to do with my bees? Is this why that they're sick? Is this... She gets it... a... A genuinely appreciative smile as she looks at you and she says <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Boss. I um I d I don't know about the bees of your land. Um I'm not the world's greatest druid. But I'll tell you what. I know someone who might be of more use to you. I don't know that she has an answer to your question, but she's taken up the mantle of the one who held that staff before you. And if there's anyone who could be helpful in answering that, I imagine it's her. Um, she is a druid, Zedge. Um, her name is Shasi. What happened to the person who held this staff before me? He died as a good man. Have you all heard of, um, Yepin? No. R Ro has, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Ro, would you like to make a really important history check? Yes, please. Now, there are tears to this check. So yeah. no matter what, you're going to know something. I feel like I know the name. Yeah. I think you told me the name. But I probably haven't told you that much. So let's okay. roll a very important history check. 
That would be an unnatural 20. Ooh. Heck Thank yeah. You, Get it. Okay. You got it, girl. Ro? Yes. Go you know quite a bit about Yipine. Actually, it's Yepin. I'm just joking. You believe that he was called Yepin the Pale Terror? <laughs> nice. Emily? Um, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, dang. I don't know who Emily is, yeah, but she, she just took two really points of fire damage. <laughs> um, oh my God. What? I was, I, my heart's Yepin with Emily. Yepin the Pale Terror. <laughs> Um, and that for a long time, he was considered to be a like children's tale, like a rumor scared, like, like, you know, like a boogeyman. Yeah. He was like described to be a white dragon. Um, and you know, the whole history of Zedge and the cataclysm that yada, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Well, um, this last year, about two or three months ago, um, a series of heroes arose in Zedge called the Holy Hunters, um, sort of homegrown heroes. And among their many exploits, as well as those that relate to the Kefkan Empire, um, they united with a group of heroes from a far land called the Warriors of the Well to kill a dragon that had been very real and was apparently slumbering in the mountains north of Zedge. I d you did called, tell me this. Yep, in the Pale Terror. Um, and that um, those many heroes there's a lot of rumors surrounding these but you got a nat 20 so you've been able to parse or you got an unnatural 20 so you've been able to parse through quite a few of them so you are aware that there are about 10 heroes in total um you have heard that shasi was among them um and that the holy hunters in their number as well as the warriors of the well the, there's there's some pretty accurate information on the holy hunters there's a lot of rumors about the warriors of the well some people say there's six of them some people say there's two some people say there's ten um all sorts of rumors about them but you're aware that these ten hunters as well as a number of uh of citizens from the center of the kingdom claim with great confidence a giant they say there was a giant people say that's ridiculous other people say a giant helped those ten heroes killed yepin and um the evidence is strong because they brought his body parts out of the mountain and sold them and uh there are many magical items rumored now to be in the world made out of his body parts um and isn't uh, there a white dragon scale mill on that armor? Oh, yeah. what do you know yep um that's made out of your yeppy boy which <laughs> you would probably be able to put together pretty quickly okay um so that's you're aware that's who yepin is okay. um so um i don't remember who alondra was saying it to but i'm pretty sure it would have been to boz um yeah, it was to me okay she says um have you, um, have you heard of Yepin? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I have. I'm from Sedge. Yes. Um, what do you know of him? <laughs> <laughs> and you say back the things yeah. I said. Um, and she I says, uh, that, she so. says, yes. Um, he was a white dragon from the Bitterlands in the north. Um, the Wellsprings, as you all have heard tell of, are reserves of this deep magic. And um, there are a handful remaining in the world, and we try to keep them quite secret. Um, but Yepin heard tale of them and destroyed Zedge many years ago in search of one. Hyundin, the former holder of that staff, was Hyundin was the last of an old order, and he was also a very close friend. Um, it was his to protect that wellspring, 
and he laid a powerful enchantment on the Westwood. That's what they call the Great Forest in the West of Zedge. Not the most creative name, but effective. Um, he laid an enchantment over it to make the Wellspring hard to find. And, um, well, he did protect the Wellspring from Yepin's eyes. Yepin did find him, and he um, killed Yundin a very long time ago. And I had thought that that staff had disappeared. It did. Um, I think that vision of the clouds and the lightning was a warning that Yellick Tanoth gave me. And he gave me this staff to help do something about it. You know, I've never met him. Though a friend of mine once knew him well. And I guess it's good to know that he might be on our side, even if it's simply self-preservation. <laughs> so, maybe we're all getting a bit of encouragement among the muck today. I've dropped quite a bit on you all. Are there any other questions I might answer? Are we in danger um, with yes. this and all? Yes. Okay. And you will be for the rest of your lives. Why does knowing this put us in danger? very long time ago, I was an aspiring caster, a wizard, before there were great titles about me and a bunch of frivolous posh that I care little for. I was a Naskinen citizen, and um, my life, while full of complexity, was about me. It was about the nation that I was from. Telethanum, and it was about these Kefkins that I was worried might threaten my home. I'm a bit old. That's what my life used to be about. But a very long time ago, a powerful caster came and found me, and he told me that I was needed, that I had accidentally stumbled onto something, and that my people needed me, and I didn't want to. <laughs> Others said no, and I said yes, in the end. Um, Craig, right? This knowledge can be used to control the world, if wielded correctly. This deep magic is a source of impossible power. From what we can understand, it's what the world was made with. We think maybe it's what birthed the gods. Some of the old ones certainly thought so. Zorgrim wanted it to 
become what he has become. As much as he was defeated, in a way he won. The knowledge that you have, others would seek to have it, and to take it for themselves, to shape this world into what they would desire. I've been alive for hundreds of years, Greg, and I'm still not exactly certain what to do with it all. And I'll be honest with you, Craig. This is the year. Things keep happening. <laughs> People keep finding out about things, and we really thought maybe we had a grip on what was going on in the last ten years. And then 3488 happened, <laughs> and the Wars of the Well burst onto the scene, and the Empire expanded, and I found out that Dolkoth knew what the storm was, and... A dragon tried to maybe destroy the world. And, um, that Yevon fellow. It's been a year. <laughs> and to be honest, there's some other things that I can't quite tell you all about yet. But who knows, maybe we'll become fast allies. I'm tired, Craig. And it's not even summer. <laughs> um, but... have been some very hard days in my life. But they haven't lost me yet. A long time ago I was quite a bit like you. And you know what the truth is, Craig? I'm a lot like you now. I have had countless meetings with kings and queens and I've arbitrated peace and wars and I've kept powerful secrets. But you know what the truth is? I'm just someone who's afraid and trying. You don't need to understand all of this, Craig. But what I need from you is to try. And I don't know your family. I don't want to invoke their name. I, I don't understand all of that for you. But if you care for them, we all need to care about each other. The world needs that, Craig. You're in danger because the knowledge you have will change your lives forever. And the only person who can choose what you do with that is you. But would you like to know something else, Craig? I've been alive for hundreds of years. And I've killed a dragon. And the Empire is big and strong. And it is part of the responsibility of the Manibus Arcanum to... I hate to use the word above, because we're not above anyone or anything, but it's part of our responsibility not to let our own grudges. We need to be impartial. But the day that we can remove Lorgoth from this earth, I'll be glad to be there. You have allies, Craig. I've survived the Empire. I've slain dragons. And I am not immortal. Others of our order have died. Or worse. But I'm breathing, Craig. So you're not alone. And I don't know these people around you. 
But you survived Dulkoth. <laughs> so maybe you're not alone with them either. And I've trusted Miss Conagé for as long as she's been alive. And I trusted your mother for quite some time too. And I've trusted the leaders of your order, Boz. Heroes, whatever that word means, come from all sorts of places. You all are not alone. It's a big world, Craig, but you're not alone. Are those mine? And she looks over at um, jewelry case to the edge. And there's two golden bands in it. And Connor J says, um, yes, they are. Is this this? Yes. <laughs> and Alondra looks at you, Craig. She snaps her fingers and this little bag operates <gasps> Whoa, in her hand. you're joking. You're joking right now. You're joking. And um, she tosses, or she doesn't toss it because that's cocky, but a little mage hand apparates and carries it over to Connor J. And Connor J goes, Alondra, um, Alondra, please. It's no. And she says, I'm not going to not pay you. And she drops it down in her hand, and Kanaje says, That is a lot more than that is worth. And Alandra says, No, I owe you for the other business. And, they, and she goes, oh, Yes, that's right. And they just like have this little conversation. And then the mage hand uh, floats over to the other side of the room and opens up the cabinet and pulls out the two bracelets and drops them in your hand. And she says, I made them for use. Use them. I won't let you down. You can't, Craig. You can't. Just try. Tears are welling up in Craig's eyes. She says, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. This is going to be hard, and I don't even know what this will be. But I need to go have a number of very hard conversations with other people. She stands up out of the chair and she says, um, Connor. And Connor Jane nods and smiles at her and she says, um, Oh, I almost forgot. And she pulls out a little white pebble and she says, um, Which among you is an arcane caster? I raise my hand. <laughs> Am I an arcane caster? You're not. You're, you're a divine caster. Um, <laughs> so, both of you all? Yeah. Or, and she says, um, uh, who wants um, this rock? Um, I do. I want it. She tosses it over to you, Boz. Do you catch it? Yeah, I catch it. Okay. It falls in your hand. It's a little white pebble. Um, I'll give it to you when you're back in town. But um, <gasps> um, she says, um, Connage, please show him how to operate that. Um, you may use that to speak with me. Fun, guys. Good luck. Um, Alondra. Um. Yes. Not right now, obviously. There's a lot of things, but I'd love to there speak are. to you about my mother sometime. I'll tell you all what. Um, if you all are alive in a month, and, um, because I'm sure you have your own adventures, um, and, uh, if you're still interested, um, talk to me with that rock, and perhaps we'll have another conversation. Maybe at my place. Sounds great.
We're not alone, right? She smiles and she holds up her hands. And um, uh, her hair lifts up a little bit off of her shoulders and her eyes just sort of roll over pure white light. And she lifts her hands and she starts tracing her fingers in the air and she mutters um, these very mellifluous, gorgeous words. She says, Anantun Alana. She raises her palms and she just disappears completely as she casts teleport and she's gone. And um, Kanaje takes a deep breath and um, uh, she says, Well, welcome to the Opalescent Home. Um, one last order of business and then uh, I think maybe everyone could use a rest. Um, Morgrim, could you um, show Misa? What was your last name, Greta? Smallstar. Could you show Misa Smallstar to the um, to the text upstairs? And Morgrim nods, and then he goes, "I, I don't fit upstairs." And she goes, uh, "Just just tell him, uh, Morgrim." And he goes, "I'll figure out." Over it. And he like um, gets up off of the sill. He grabs the and... shrinking ring. <laughs> oh, and um, uh, she lifts up her hands, and the rug at the end of the room goes the huge one that spans the room goes and lifts and all bundles up to a side and in the middle of the floor there is a um square trap door in the floor and she looks at you all and she says seriously not a word and she walks over to it and she snaps her fingers and a lock on the front goes and it opens itself and there's a little stairwell down and she says no one follow maybe in the future and she walks down the stairwell and there's quiet for a while and Morgrim's like up at the top of the stairwell and um, he's holding a wand in his finger which is tiny in his fingers he's muttering and he's like waving it back and forth and he goes and he's like and there's a little mage hand that's operating uh, operating out of the wand that he's holding it's something on the side near him and he's like cursing under his breath um and you understand him cursing in giant um and eventually he goes oh fondly and um this little book comes sliding off of a shelf outside of your view but a, a little like red hand comes floating down with a book in its hand kanaje comes back up the spiral stairwell and um she is holding a piece of metal in her hand that you can see the edges of and she walks back and she um whispers something and the door behind her closes in the lock and then the rug goes back over the center of the room and she walks forward and she says um who among you would desire to carry uh, this and she opens up her hand and in her hand is a symbol of, uh, you know, all those concentric circles. And it's made out of um, metal, a silvery, probably platinum metal. Um, and uh, it, it looks like platinum, but almost even brighter and pure, like silver white. It's all those concentric, it's all those different rings overlaid over each other. It's a metal symbol that she's holding in her hand. She says, who among you would desire to carry this? Um, I, I would. She holds it out to you. She takes it. Okay, you pull it out of her hand. This is a symbol of the maker. If you come across temples of the old ones, it will access them. Um, and to be honest, I believe that maybe someone in your party should have it. Um, 
It's older than Honkov. <laughs> Garriott. Seriously. I, I shall. And then she looks up to Morgrim and he just looks at her with a frustrated look on his face and he goes, you know I can't operate this thing. <laughs> and he's like flicking the wand and the book um, drops down in front of you, Greta. Do you catch it? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Kanaje looks up at you all and she says, um, no more freebies after today, <laughs> but um, given everything that has happened... I think profit is not the most important thing for me today. Um, to be honest, I don't really even feel comfortable with this being in the hands of a whole lot of other people, and I don't love having it in my shop. Um, but if anyone should have it, likely you. Um, please take it seriously, and be careful what you do with it. Um, and then you hold in your hands, a dark, heinous-looking text, heavy and dusty from disuse. The ancient-looking book is bound in an onyx black leather. Um, and why don't you make a medicine check for me, Greta? I know that passes. <laughs> Dude, great, here we go. Just dunk on me real fast. You said medicine? Mm-hmm. Uh, 26. Jeez, woman! Okay. <laughs> Holy crap, Abby. Um, with a 26, you very uncomfortably recognize that, um, this is, uh, this is human skin that has been tanned, um, and, uh, stained to be the outside of this book. It's an onyx black leather book, um, with the image of an open hand with a thumb on either side of the hand and an eye in the center on the front of the book. Um, surrounded by rings of rare glyphic symbols around it. Um, do you open this book? No. I think I'm going to see it, and I recognize it immediately. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see this, and I'm I'm going to recognize it immediately. Um, I'm going to look at, at Kana J. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm... There's just a look of, like... Almost like hurt and pain in my eyes, but I'm gonna like I'm gonna nod, and I'm gonna put it in one of my new pockets. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you slip it away, and as you open up the pocket, the book just disappears into it. Um, I've sent Abby a message in Discord that only she may look at in her channel. Um, and Kanaje says, "There are many heavy burdens in this world." Um, well, fun, guys. I'll be here tomorrow if you need to talk again. But, um, I gotta be honest. I think I'm going to go finish that bottle of Chardonnay. So, um, shop's going to be closed the rest of the day. Uh, but before we go, I, I feel like I should offer you something for helping me with that scale. Can I, can I, is that something no. that I can... Greta, I... Alondra, I look up to her. Um, so... I don't mean to, to directly mimic what she said, but... I own a magic shop. The magic shop. If I'm not equipping adventurers to go try and help the world, what am I doing? Mm. Try. Don't give up. 
and you will have paid me back. Also, come in here when you're much wealthier and buy items with gold. <laughs> that will also pay me back. <laughs> but just don't give up. Thank you. And if you can get anything from that grey wood, you know, anything not wrapped in human skin, um, I, I don't know, you know, the bring one of those to me. The what? From Fithli. Eh, you want yeah. any really incredible magic items that aren't too insidious? I mean, that's payment. Yeah, sure. I don't know. There was a lot of wrapped in human skin things. Are let's, you sure that's not, a turn Yeah, off? let's not do that. That's, that's okay. massively enough. I can get you lots of those. No, nope, don't do that. <laughs> okay. I okay. All right. And let's have that conversation tomorrow. Oh, just one real quick question. Um, seems very small scale now, but um, do you think we should be worried about? Um, I mean, <laughs> well, about, about a lot of things about Viscid. I mean, I I could disguise myself. Or... I've got to be honest. That's not great. Um, do you all have somewhere to stay in the city? Um, well, there was a wonderful nice just, lady that yeah. offered but we're um, afraid that our presence is dangerous we yeah, didn't we want put to put danger. her in danger well that's a good sign <laughs> um and she like sort of takes a deep sigh and morgrim kind of like gives her a face like he like kind of cocks an eye at her and like nods she rolls her eyes and she nods and she says I guess you all can stay here. This is a one-time thing. <laughs> she points a finger at you very seriously and she says, Do not break a thing. Yeah, my Craig. hands are by my side. But I can't. And Morgan, can't Morgan from over next to you smiles and then goes, <laughs> gives you the I'm watching you stuff. And um, Kanaji continues and she says, You all may stay here, but this is a one-time thing, all right? Thank you, Your own accommodations next time. You're sure you don't know anywhere else you can stay? I mean, there's not that I'm not there's happy to add. There's taverns and stuff. You know, we could, we could like, go we back could to the Three something. Roses Tavern and uh, see if Viscate yeah, would let I us stay at right. his place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, bro. I've got to talk oh, thanks, to Druid. Craig. Druid, maybe she could have you all next time. Okay. Um. <laughs> she, she should build a house because she's made of wood. It is. <laughs> it is the only door on the right of that hallway. Do not go into the other rooms. Please do not even look into them. Just first door on the right. The only door on the right. Go straight into that one. Head down the hall and stay there. Okay? Okay. And no other cursed magic items in my shop. All right? I mean, I didn't know about that one. I know. I'm just... It's a day for me, too. Hmm. Okay, fun guys. Welcome to my home. And she waves her hand <laughs> and the silk curtain <laughs> goes to the side. You guys go down the hallway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I go to the room. Yeah, I go okay. to bed. Okay. So all five of you guys, all five of you goes down the hallway. Um, there's an ornate oak door to the right, and you guys open it, and we'll open there for next episode. Awesome. Ooh. That is the end of our episode. Um, Man, I love shopping episodes. I love shopping episodes. I can't. Shopping episode. <laughs> Shopping episode. I mean, I know that I gave you guys these story pieces, but I can't. I just can't get normal episodes out of you guys. Like I'm always like, I'm always like, well, they'll just be out of ship today, or they'll just go to shop, and then you guys are like, hey, I'm just gonna stumble into huge stories before I start. Did you expect? I so did you expect us try so to cast bad, suggestion like on the on Greta to make her drop, like like to press into the shield, or did you say, oh, that's kind of weird? I guess we'll go somewhere else now. <laughs> I didn't expect a lot of things to happen. Um, I mean, I knew once that was gonna happen, 
it was going to get crazy somehow, but I didn't know it was going to be that. Um, <laughs> I also, I didn't expect you to do the suggestion thing. I don't know what I expected you to do. That was good. I got um, it. was good. Yeah. Three yeah. magic items. You really did. Yeah, Craig's like, uh, Boz is suddenly magical. very good at dancing. You're kind of maxed out. Yeah. And how many do you have now, Boz? I have like five. I think I went down a magic item, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is good, yeah. which is good. You came out same number, but net positive. <laughs> Before I do anything else, um, you guys are level five point. I got to be honest. After that, I'm going to say 5.6 because that was some pretty big hero progression. That was some a lot of levels. Stuff. That's a lot of levels. Wow. You guys went up 0.15. Wow. Zag making um, a note two episodes ago, I don't become level too fast. In one day, we've gained like I literally did. of a level. That's on the last episode thing. There's a like, keep track of the leveling. But I mean, I cannot give that to you guys. That's huge level stuff. Um, okay. So level 5.6. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah. Uh, if you are interested in supporting financially, we have a Patreon where we talk about stuff like yeah, this we do. and we do all sorts of interesting other things. <laughs> we have exciting future projects coming out. Um, if you like us, uh, you can leave a review somewhere or just tell a friend. Please like um, us. But <laughs> Send us a kiss through the air. Okay. Um, uh. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> and um, uh, we, guy, we want you all to know that um, this life is an incredible story mm -hmm. and uh, you're a very important part of it. We hope we see you next week. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs>